Hello and welcome to Future Thinking from Stylus. I'm your host, Christian Ward, Head of Brand Engagement and Multimedia Strategy at Stylus. Before I start, um, just a quick note to say that during this lockdown period, Future Thinking is available um, both as an audio podcast and as an on-demand video that you can watch on the Stylus website. So if you are listening to this via your podcast app and would like to see our faces, then head over to stylus.com and now you can. So today we'll be talking about how uh, coronavirus is shifting our approach to well-being in lockdown and beyond, and how beauty can play an integral role in our search for balance, happiness, and respite. To discuss this with me, I'm joined by Sanella Lazic, retail experience consultant, brand specialist, and founder of St. Iris, a startup well-being and lifestyle brand marketing the balancing concept of fiaca to consumers in need of balance in these challenging times. And also with us is uh, Lisa Payne, Stylus' Senior Editor of Beauty. So welcome to you both. So first, Sanella, um, I think we need to find out a little bit about what FIACA means um, and a bit more <laughs> about your brand and how it all works. Well, this is actually perfect timing for what we're talking about. Um, um, great to be with you, first of all. Um, so St. Iris really is, um, uh, started with a really simple premise. It's, it was all about empowering beauty with a sunshine soul. You know, it's a very simple premise that we started with as our ethos. Um, and I think Fiaco is sort of really a foundation of it. You know, it started as, um, um, as wanting to be an eco-lux whole body skincare, so face and body combined. Um, to, to really give customers a very sustainable um, skincare option uh, that's inspired by timeless um, skincare from Adriatic and um, really tapping into recipes and remedies from bygone eras, but also as a cradle of apothecary lifestyle. It was really a perfect place to find the purest ingredients, the best um, ideas when it came to well-being and um, and really giving people that sort of uh, opportunity to um, tap into themselves, into their body, uh, which we always think in Adriatic is the powerhouse uh, of our well-being. So not just about phase, but really about um, finding ways of um, taking care of yourself, um, having that me time and not feeling guilty. And Fiaka, um, it really is that. Um, so... Um, you know, when I think about Fiaka, it is really about what makes you happy. Um, it is that sort of place where you are really relaxed and you feel really powerfully alive, you know, finding what really fills your soul. Um, and then by looking after yourself, you really can then give back to society. You can take care of others. You can take care of yourself better. You know, your health is, is in a much better place. Um, and I guess having worked in consulting for other, other clients globally, um, you know, there comes a point when you kind of reach a burnout and actually going back to Fiaka, I was able to take care of myself, my loved ones, and, and then actually create this brand that can then offer that to other people to, you know, find a way that actually they don't feel guilty about, you know, feeling good uh, in themselves. So maybe you could explain a little bit more about how the, how the brand brings this concept to, to consumers. Um, it is multifaceted, so I wanted to make it very easy way of enjoying products. So you're not um, bombarded with really complex ways of using products. So the products are really effective um, and easy to use. So therefore, the stress of using products is not there. 
uh, and really want to take that away because I think there's a lot of kind of complexity around skincare and how to use it or how not to use it and um, how many steps in skincare there are. So I wanted to kind of take that away and kind of really give them powerful capsule collection of products that can do multiple multitasking things for them. Um, by doing that, you then take that stress away and you can focus on something that is um, you know, a big pleasure kind of driven experience. Um, and that comes through fragrance, through texture, through packaging, um, through story of the brand. It's a very escapist concept in a way, but also something that feels very familiar, you know, taking care of body, um, rediscovering your bathroom. And you know, people say that when they open out products, they feel like it's spa in a bottle, which is really a beautiful concept. Um, I wanted them to kind of make it feel like that. But when they kind of confirmed that, I really felt that, you know, we get, provided them with this really kind of a powerful kit that they could use at home. Um, that is something that can be almost kind of, you know, their friend um, on their side. Um, so that really is kind of how the, the brand kind of does it. And smell is a big part of that. And it's a really big part of our um, uh, raising awareness. You know, when we lose touch, particularly now in this kind of awkward time of being away from our loved ones, um, touch is a really big place uh, in our sensorial kind of orientation and connecting with friends and, um, and everyone, really. Um, so when that's gone, smell really takes over. Um, and then that that really is where our brand comes in. You know, we have a beautiful fragrance that kind of goes through our products um, and it really fills the environment very quickly. And because it's natural, it just feels like you are really there in the Adriatic. So Lisa, this is an interesting point, obviously, about <clears throat> the time that we're in right now and how important this sort of um, self-care may be. I mean, are we seeing... Um, big rise in consumer de demand for self-care help from brands and media at this time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, partly from a case of we need something to do and we need to alleviate our boredom, uh, but also just to sort of do the things that make us feel comforted and calm and at rest and 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 all of this is 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 where beauty has a really interesting place to be. Um, and in terms of whether consumers are asking of more help from brands and media, absolutely. Um, we've seen um, a, a spike in consumers uh, logging onto Instagram Lives from brands, uh, helping them through meditative um, sessions. And then also we're seeing lots of uh, beauty publications, like in the US, uh, Into the Gloss, which is the publication that launched Glossier. Uh, when this all started, their editorial team published an open thread sort of seeking answers from their community on what kind of um, stuff that they should be covering. So they asked the readers what feels good to talk about right now, whether it's COVID or whether it's just the normal stuff that they cover. And suggestions came through that ran the gamut from a list of um, Hugo practices, uh, uh, referring to that sort of cozy Danish lifestyle, um, a little bit like Fiaka, and then to also escapist posts about candles and at-home exercises. Um, and then equally on the other side, they had lots of uh, requests come through for, for nothing to change, that they just love to talk about skincare and makeup 24-7. So I think that there is a really big role that beauty can play in this. Mm. And do you think, I mean, it's a question for both of you, I guess, do you think that this is going to um, 
going to create sort of deeper changes that will last beyond the coronavirus period? Do you think that people will still um, need this more and more um, after we've come out of this situation? Sarah, what do you think? Well, it's interesting how it, it kind of took this lockdown to kind of really um, reset our habits. Um, so we've so used to going out there and kind of buying into services, you know, be it spa treatments or, um, you know, quick fixes. And, you know, it's all about, about this sort of convenient lifestyle that we lead. Um, and then when all that disappeared, you know, it's, it's no wonder that like, the biggest searches on, on Google at the moment are, you know, DIY uh, nail treatments and uh, hair touch-ups and so on and 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 then also uh, skincare inspiration kind of ways of using masks and and other products in a really kind of um, um, easy way that can still fit into your kind of routine daily routine because people are still actually quite busy you know with homeschooling and you know all the curriculums and so on there's still a lot that people are doing and I'm hearing from customers actually they have very little time um, but they really are willing to learn new things. And I think that will be probably the biggest catalyst when they realize that they can do it themselves and a huge pleasure that this can take, actually. Um, so um, you know, my customers are actually coming to me, to, to the brand um, and really kind of asking for products that they could use to kind of really unwind. And, um, and I think they are realizing that it's, there's actually a lot in it. You know, I always say that kitchen is a place where we all kind of mingle and actually bathroom is a place where we can socially isolate really well. Um, so picking up a book, taking it into the bathroom, surrounding yourself with plants, you know, there's a lot of kind of DIYing that's happened over coronavirus and a lot of people actually investing in upping their bathroom um, backdrop to their well-being, you know, a place where they can kind of find that sanctuary and, you know, discover all these beautiful rituals. So I think that is something that I'm very excited about. Um, I think that's probably something that we'll see a lot more um, following the lockdown um, because it feels good. Um, and I think people are re realizing that um, we're buying less fashion, you know, we're not going out, um, you know, finding other ways of um, enjoying our home surroundings um, is something that actually um, feeds the soul in a way. And I think that's where Fiaka really kind of comes into it really nicely. Uh, it's sort of doing things that really please you. Um, so I think that we'll definitely see a lot more of home treatments, um, people actually connecting on social media, sharing their bathroom moments, if they are particularly younger consumers, actually I'm finding that are really um, inviting people into their bathroom and saying, actually, let's hang out and kind of do treatments together. Whereas um, some other consumers, I think, are finding a really good way to shut out the family that they, they, they can't get away from. Um, but actually, they will be using bathroom a lot more as a really kind of um, a self-discovering kind of zone. Yeah, that's interesting point about the bathroom, because I, I write a lot about TikTok at the moment. And um, one of the mm. things that you notice about TikTok is that everybody records in their bathroom because it's the acoustics are good and the lights good. Seems like the bathroom is becoming the sort of backdrop for uh, everyone's social media life now. But Lisa, what about what, what do you think? I think you've, you, you have some from research suggesting that consumers are, are sort of looking forward to a beauty boom after this situation is finished. 
Yeah, well, as Nella said, you know, one of the first things that people uh, realize after the lockdown is that they can't go get their hair done, they can't get their nails done. And actually, and this was a surprise to me because I would really like to go to a restaurant or a pub after this is all over. But um, apparently, uh, yeah, beauty uh, therapy is the number one activity consumers are looking forward to once the coronavirus lockdowns are lifted. And this research came from Kantar, um, which scanned global social media mentions between March 24th and March 30th of this year and discussions around beauty therapy post-quarantine had 507 social media mentions versus 215 around eating or going out to the cinema, 195 on nights out or going to the pub or having drinks with friends and 182 mentions of live events and 74 mentions of travel post-lockdown. So, you know, it's, it's, yeah, and that's, that's surprising research to me. Um, And it's really exciting because obviously people are very excited about going out and, and getting those treatments um, done again. But equally, as Sanella said, I think that there is also going to be a rise in consumers who have managed to work out how to do their nails at home or worked out to be worked out how to be experimental with hair or to learn massage uh, techniques and stuff that they will continue to do that after the lockdown is over partly to potentially save money but also because they have created a space of calm and sanctuary um, in the bathroom or in the home in a way that maybe they didn't see it like that before. So, I mean, that is surprising um, data. What do you think brands, you know, beauty, beauty brands should be doing right now to start capitalizing on, on this potential boom? I think, I think it's really important to have a communication uh, with your consumer. Lots of consumers are saying they're really um, happy to hear from brands, um, happy to have advice, happy to have help. And I think that this is where brands need to be aware of the fact that they could provide resources uh, to consumers, um, maybe a way to remarket some of their products that already exist and potentially already tap into um, this sort of ritualistic at home calming and uh, yeah, self-loving, self-caring um, elements. So masks and body creams and body products or oils and massage products and all of these types of things. This is where brands can really kind of capitalize on the fact that they've already created these things and and, and giving consumers um, help in, in ways to create that that feeling of, of warmth and comfort and calm in the house. I think that that's important. Sonella, are you are you rethinking um, the the products and the communications that you that you have at St Iris at the moment, as a result of this? Well, it's interesting because actually the the collection was created almost perfectly to answer to people's needs to stay at home um, and not feel bad about slowing down and spending time on themselves. So the the, the thing that we have actually done is sort of really uh, up the communication around this escapism, also revealing a lot more about the provenance of the ingredients. Um, People have time to learn, so we're um, letting them into the brand a lot more, inviting them into the brand a lot more, uh, really facilitating that dialogue. You know, we're spending more time on WhatsApp uh, with with customers. Um, We are uh, doing a lot more DMing on social media, so um, we like to do it anyway, but it's really upped at the moment, and we'd like to continue to do so because I think that, um, that that communication, that connection is something that obviously people are craving and at the same time they're curious about how they can make the most of the circumstances of being at home and utilising that beautiful bathroom experience. Um, but another thing that we're finding is actually customers are looking for um, straightforward products that can do a lot. 
Um, so rather than lots of single ingredient products um, or targeted products, like for example, uh, anything to do with hyperpigmentation because they're not spending so much time outside, they're actually looking for more sensorial, um, like a great lotion or hand cream that can really soothe those dry hands that are um, over sanitized and that really are sore at the moment, um, or like um, a really fantastic shower gel. And it just elements that you know you would have normally considered as very kind of ubiquitous uh, in beauty are now uh, carrying a lot more gravitas because people are looking for that really uh, terrific, the one almost, um, because they are really looking to cut down on how much product they are buying. Obviously, they don't want to order too many things and have too many deliveries at the moment. Uh, they're already ordering an awful lot of food and other kind of things that are being kind of brought to their door. Uh, so really great products that can do a lot in one go uh, and that are not very complicated. So that's kind of where our brand comes in anyway. Uh, so I feel it's, um, and, and we're seeing that really in, in, in a rise in our sales. You know, they are, um, recognizing that actually we can offer a lot in that respect. Um, that's interesting about you know not wanting to order so much and, and wanting a sort of multi-purpose uh, solution. I mean, Lisa, I think you've written a, a lot about that concept before on Stylus, haven't you? The sort of multitasking hero products. Absolutely, it's definitely something that we are continuing to look at. Um, but it's actually one of our big look-aheads for this year. Um, this concept of sustainability. Uh, sort of driving consumers to consume less, consume smarter, and multifunctional products are definitely part of that. Or as Sonella uh, mentioned, finding the one, the one product that, you know, kind of does everything that you need it to do. So you don't need to keep buying or trying other ones. Um, and this is also when sort of natural, really clean formulas are kind of resonating with consumers who also feel like they're healthy, um, which obviously uh, is important during coronavirus, or at least consumers feel like that's important for them during coronavirus. So this is an, another topic that kind of ties in nicely with how consumers are feeling. And I'd just like to go back briefly to, to, to what you were saying about talking to the consumers on WhatsApp um, and through DMs, because I mean, I was, I've just recorded a podcast um, with um, Sarah Wilson, who's um, the, the sort of creator of this idea of digital campfires where um, consumers are much more um, attuned to smaller, more private, more intimate sort of social networks where they have a bit more control um, and they're moving away from the likes of, 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 twi uh, of Twitter and Facebook. Um, and obviously for a brand, I, I've always thought that's quite a challenge to be able to try to talk to people in these, in these um, spaces where they generally are just interacting with their closest friends, particularly WhatsApp. Do you, do you find... Um, I mean, it'd be interesting just to hear about your strategy about how you approach um, communication on those sorts of platforms. Um, I don't think I'm the only brand doing it at the moment, which is really exciting that actually a lot of, a lot of the particularly smaller brands are sort of, and, and also service-oriented brands were really big on that. I know that Beauty Stack were um, almost exclusively starting to kind of do that, you know, well before this um, um, pandemic started. Um, I think I took a learning from when I was consulting a lot more. So um, my clients were or still are in very international. Um, and I knew the only way that I could get their attention is to get into their WhatsApp, you know, so it's a little bit kind of uh, 
learning from that kind of point of view. So now being in that position where I'm the brand owner, I'm essentially uh, potentially a client to some photographers or anyone kind of in the supply network, um, but also wanting to kind of really connect with customers a lot more, I realized that WhatsApp is really like perfect platform to do so. Um, so, of course, it, you have to go gently with it. I think there is um, an element of trust that you know, has to be established first, which is why I think Instagram VM is so much um, easier um, because it allows us to um, still keep it very light um, and conversational before actually um, kind of going very deeply into answering specific questions, be it about skin types or uh, usage tips. or But in fact, I'm spending a lot more about finding out about how they living their life you know i'm learning a lot more about their family um about you know how they kind of the the, the backdrop to why they're interested in the brand so it, it is almost um uh, much more about getting closer to them and they are actually very interested in me as well which is really wonderful that you know they they don't want, want to just know about the products you know, that's where it starts but they are looking to strike up um you know a nice kind of relationship with uh, with people who actually they were, um, I guess they're like <laughs> in terms of brands. It's like it, having having a human connection with people at a time when human connection is kind of being lost a little bit. Yeah, fantastic. I think that's really interesting. I mean, potentially the more successful you get, the harder it's going to be um, to talk with your consumers in that way, perhaps. But right now, it's um, a really fascinating really fascinating to hear that you can have such a close personal connection with the people that are, that are buying your products um, well that was um, really fantastic uh, conversation I, I will be checking out this fiaca and seeing if I can find any tiny minutes in my schedule um, with two small children right now to give myself some you know self-love <laughs> so to speak um, thank you very much for joining me I'd like to thank my guests Sinella Lassik and Lisa Payne and thank you for listening and watching if you are watching I hope you'll join us next time for more future thinking from Stylus you've been listening to future thinking from Stylus the show where our analysts alongside industry thought leaders unpack the big trends you need to know about find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com and if you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available.